0: Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, so we are live. I always want to say we're live, even though we're not officially live. We'll actually post this interview later on. But I'm here with Lacey Altman. We were just talking about how to actually pronounce your name, your last name, correctly, and your response was quite hilarious. You said after 16 years of being married, you're still trying to figure that out.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's uh, it's pronounced in different ways and stuff like that. So I just roll with everything and just say yes with a smile you know, and
0: <laughs> just answer to it. That's perfect. My last name is Holritz and there seems to be a lot of confusion about how to write it out, how to pronounce it. So I always just go with Ritz crackers people know what R-I-T-Z, how to pronounce that, how to say that and, uh, and then just stick hole in the front of it and they're good to go. That usually makes enough sense and gets a little laugh and and we're able to move forward. But, um, thanks so much for taking time to come on the, the podcast today. And we've never actually had the opportunity to meet, um, I was lucky enough to get a peek at a blog post that you did about my company, Photographers Edit. And uh, we don't necessarily have Photographers Edit clients on our podcasts all the time, but certainly lucky to have you on today. I, while I was on that blog post, then I saw an, yet another blog post that you had written and got a chance to, I guess, virtually get to know you a little bit on Facebook and, and so forth and uh, it just seemed like a really awesome opportunity if we were gonna be able to have you on and have some conversation because you've got a, just just glancing at your kind of online profile, you've got this really badass look about you and vibe about you that is driven by a seeming wonderful passion for life. And in fact, your your website, in the about section of your website, uh, you've posted a quote and, and I think this, Uh, I'd be curious to get your take on on why this quote means so much to you, but you posted a quote by E.B. White uh, that says, I wake up every morning determined to both change the world and have one hell of a good time. Uh, What does that mean to you and why do you have that on your website?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, Thank you for all the compliments. That means the world to me. It's always nice to have those positive affirmations, you know, um, about yourself, especially when you're in the creative, artistic world.
2: For sure. Um,
1: Because you as equally receive the criticism as well. So I dig that. Um, The reason why that quote means a lot to me is simply because, I mean, you have one life, you know, like, are you going to live it mediocre? Are you just not going to move? Or, you know, what? And so with me, it's just one of those things where I just love to have fun and I like going out with a bang and, you know, I love being optimistic and positive and just keep it moving, you know, no matter even when life throws you those uh, wicked curveballs. So (laughs) it's just one of those things. I've just always been a person that has a zest for life. Um, I think it's a gift, to be quite honest with you. So um, why not live it to the fullest in every single way possible, if that makes sense?
0: Absolutely. And and that uh, I'll use the word vibe again, but that vibe definitely comes through on your website and, and on Facebook. And uh, I'm curious to get to know you a little bit better. Unfortunately, we get to let everyone else come in on the conversation and get to know you as well. So let's kind of take a step back. We're going to dive into some, some business photography, but um, tell us a little bit more about uh, well, first of all, where you're from, and, and talk, talk to me a little bit more about your family. You mentioned being married for 16 years, and I know you've got, uh, it's three kids, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a busy lady. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So are you originally from California? I know your website talks about California.
1: No, I'm not actually. So here here's me. I am I was actually born in Nashua, New Hampshire. But when I was young, my parents moved to Portland, Oregon when I was about eight years old. Old And I lived in Portland. I was pretty much raised in Portland, Oregon. Like, that's what I consider home, even though I love the Upper East Coast. But uh, Portland, Oregon is what I consider home. And um, how I ended up in California is my husband, he's been a Marine um, for 16 years. So we actually got stationed here um, just in the past three years. So... And three years ago is when I started my business too. So we moved here. I started my business. Go time. We're doing it. We're slaying. Wow.
0: <laughs> Those are some pretty significant changes. Um, okay. So your husband's been in the Marine for Marines for 16 years and you yeah. just moved down from Oregon. We'll say relatively recently in the last few years. What did you do prior to getting into photography or did you get to stay at home with your kids? What did that look like?
1: Actually, I was, uh, I didn't move from Portland, Oregon. I moved from North Carolina. We were stationed down in, uh, Wilmington, Jacksonville area, North Carolina. And, um, so we moved from there, but, um, before that though, I was always working in corporate and, uh, like with the limited brands company. And, um, I, you know, I learned a lot from working there. Um,
0: what would you say would be the biggest takeaways from being in the corporate world because uh, i know when i think back to the little bit of time that i had in retail and uh and, and so forth these working for somebody else you know, it kind of makes me the idea of it kind of makes me cringe right now uh, but there are certainly lessons to be learned in the corporate world what did you take away from your experience in the corporate world and what were you able to bring to your photography business from that
1: Um, to be quite honest with you, biting my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I learned a lot of stuff, a lot of different stuff, but that was a very, uh, it was kind of vicious, you know, um, it was a vicious little industry in a lot of different ways. Um, what role did you
0: play or what, what positions did you have, um, working with limited?
1: So I was a manager and it was with Bath and Body Works and, um, it was, I mean, I great. I the the pe- my employees were uh, friends. They be- they were still friends. Like that's what I loved love about it. We became friends after I moved and different things like that. Um, and it was a great vibe. Like it was a great place to work, and the people were amazing, and I had a lot of fun. Um, the only thing was, is that you know, it's life. You have to you have to bite your tongue once in a while. You know what I mean? And I'm a very like outgoing, straight up type of person. So <laughs> I was like, eh, what? Okay, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but now, now
1: that
0: <laughs> right. but and, and that's certainly important regardless of where we are in life. But now that you are running your own business, do you feel like you can kind of breathe a little more deeply, but you have the freedom to do things the way that you want to? I mean, do you do you take advantage of that? Do you capitalize on that as you run your own business now?
1: I do to a point. I still think that uh, you know, I mean, I do have a lot more freedom and that's what I love about it. Like for example, when you work for that company or some companies, I always had to, I have like an arm sleeve that's all like devoted to like Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that. Right. So I have to and, cover and up And for my those
0: tattoos. of you, yeah, huh? okay. So I was just going to say for those of you who don't know what an arm sleeve is, you're actually referring to tattoos, but you just mentioned that. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I meant an arm sleeve of tattoos. Um, And, uh, we, I had to cover it, you know, just different things like that, where they were about like, you know, equality in different ways. And, but yet I had to cover up my tattoos, which wasn't that big of a deal. It's a job. You do what you got to do. Sure. But, um, with me, the way I am, I am not a person. It's not really, you know, my personality to ever hide anything about myself as far as like. Expression, you know what I mean? Like I am who I am. This is what I look like. This is what I dress like This is what I act like, you know, whatever so um, With when I stepped into uh, Photography I it was like just a creative outlet and I can dress and be as who I am freely and It was you know also in sync with being an artist, you know, it's all about your expression and your photographic voice or you know, what have you
0: Sure. That makes sense. So, and we'll get actually get back to your family here in just a bit. Tell me a little bit about then how you were able to, or the type of business model that you created for your photography company that accurately reflects who you are. How were you able to kind of put yourself into the brand?
1: Well, I just acted like me. I think I believe 100% in authenticity. And I think people can relate to authenticity better than anything else, right? Because we I mean, I mean honestly, we don't need any more fake stuff in this world. <laughs> we Absolutely. need some real. So, I just acted myself. I there was at one point when I very very first started out, I thought maybe I wanted like a brand type of a name type of thing. But then it just it just wasn't me. I felt like I was hiding behind something and I it didn't it didn't go in sync with my personality. And then I was like, heck, I'll just use my name. And, you know, my presence just kind of because it's just who my personality is. Um, it just kind of formed to be that way. I, I mean, I know no other way than just to keep it real. So. To
0: be yourself. And this, this is an interesting conversation. I mean, it's certainly one that that is being had a, a good deal these days, particularly in social media. Uh, the, the notion or the idea of authenticity is, is a very popular one. I struggle because I come from a background that was extremely strict, extremely formal, and I certainly benefited from that in some ways. But now, uh, as I'm overseeing a brand that you know, is ultimately... Uh, of course, representing a number of people, but then is interacting with thousands of photographers. I'm trying to figure out where the balance is between professionalism and uh, and then, as you're saying, being authentic, right? And do you think there is a, a balance that can be had there, or if if so, what does that look like?
1: I think balance is essential with any topic in life because if you lean w- too much to the right or you lean too much to the left, it, your 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 scale gets tipped. Um, so I think professionalism, it is, uh, totally, uh, something to consider. You know, I mean, I'm not going to just roll up and start cursing around a client, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> or, sure.
1: you know, I'm not going to spit, you know, my faith constantly in somebody's face when I ju- you know, with a client that, I mean, sure, there's no, yeah. there's no point. That's silly. Um, but what I'm talking about authenticity, um, with it. Is you don't have to you don't have to talk a certain way necessarily. You don't have to present yourself with all this, you know, professional jargon and you know whatever. Just they're humans. You're human. Just talk. You know what I mean? Um, and relax because it's it's not. It's even though uh, a lot's writing on it. Sometimes you know, with your your photo shoots, your your entire business. You know, they might write a review about you. But the best you can do with, you know, it all is just, you know, be calm, act yourself and um, be kind, just be kind. Um, I think that's super, super, super important, uh, because your personal, uh, their personalities, and your personality may may be completely different. You know, uh, types. I'm a type A personality, and maybe one of my clients isn't a type A personality. But if, but the thing that we all, no matter what our personality types is, the all the thing that we all can connect on is kindness and understanding and patience. So.
0: And combine just, that with an interesting personality such as yours, and I, I bet they're very easily attracted to to your brand. That, that's really, really powerful. Would you say so? Have you you've you've got this certain edge about you that's a bit unique, and and um, are you able to, or do you tend to draw a particular client base that reflects that edge, or do you see that you're working with a variety of clients? Um, what does that look like for you?
1: it's a combination of the two um i work with a variety of clients um a variety of topics and personality types um some are more they they express me because i always ask because i would like the feedback just to test to see the water sometimes like okay am i doing this right is this good is that good um so i get feedback that they were just drawn to me simply because of my work and then they got to know me and then they eventually like my personality or they were drawn to me because of let's say on Instagram, my, my, my online presence, my, my personality shines and they're like, wow, she's like a really cool, you know, down to earth type of person. And so they were drawn to that. And then of course they looked at my work and then it went, you know, went further with booking with me and stuff like that. If that answered your question correctly. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So it looks like you are working with a variety of clients. Now what type of photography are you specializing in at this point?
1: Uh, Destination weddings and lifestyle photography. Um, For some reason, commercial photography fell in my lap and I had no intention in the very get-go to go that route, but it just kept on coming. So I was like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) So
0: you added that to to the mix as well. Now
1: I have.
0: Destination weddings, uh, also a very, very popular genre. Are these weddings coming to the San Diego area or are you traveling to photograph clients uh, elsewhere?
1: It is a combination of the two. Um, They fly here or I fly out to them.
0: Okay, and as as it's such a popular genre, and of course the natural appeal there, in many cases that you get to travel somewhere, which is really fun, it's really exciting, and ideally you're presented with a venue that's really beautiful as well. How do you actually set yourself apart though, in what is I'm sure a very crowded photography industry there in the San Diego area, how are you actually able to position yourself effectively against the brands in the area?
1: I don't sweat it to be quite honest with you. There's like a billion people on this planet. There's enough business for everybody. (laughs)
2: Uh, I love it. I love it.
1: No, seriously. Like think about it. I am not sweating this. Um, Nowadays I've noticed everybody's a photographer. Um, And I think that um, again, you know, the right, clients, if you, if you, if you target your ideal client, um, they'll just come, you know, and just as long as you're constantly putting forth the the effort to put yourself out there, they just come. Um,
0: absolutely. That makes sense. And when you say target the right client, how are you specifically going about targeting that client or putting your name out there? I mean, marketing obviously is the, the traditional word that's used, but how are you going about that process?
1: How I went about that process was, first of all, I didn't know that there was an ideal client. Like I literally in the beginning of my career, I just took on whatever, you know, and then I realized, oh, no, 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 no. We do not want to take on whatever (laughs) because it turns into something interesting sometimes. Um, So what I did was is just think up of who my ideal client is and uh, what does she look like? Where does she go? Where does she eat? you know, is she married? Is she not married? Uh, where does she shop at? And, and different things like that, like create this real person, give her a name. And, um, once I const- uh, you know, made that little story up, I then knew how to utilize my marketing to target that ideal client when I make posts on my Instagram, for example, or Facebook or whatever, even though Instagram is far better, you know, I like it better than it than Facebook. But, sure. um, it, I mean, that's how I worked it, like, who is this real, I mean, real person and how do I talk to you? You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And I love the simple logic of that. You know, it's very easy in life to, to kind of overcomplicate things and you've just stripped it down to the basics. You said, this is who I'm wanting to attract as a client. This is the language that they speak and I'm going to speak that language and that's how you're drawing them in. That's really powerful. Can you speak to the percentage of clients that you get from, let's say, a Google search, which leads to your website, versus Facebook or Instagram? Have you been able to kind of break that down?
1: Yes, and honestly, I feel that the in, my, my I feel even though Google's great and stuff like that, people you know look look anything up on there. Um, I feel that Instagram or utilizing my Facebook business page. Instagram more so though, really reaches people. Um, it gives, it gives you a, they have image, you know, they see your, your pictures and they're like, Oh, this is what she looks like. Oh, this is where she is. Oh, you know, she took a picture of some sunglasses and some palm trees and, Oh, I can relate to that. And I think, um, that has been a better platform with, uh, utilizing for, you know, advertising or, you know, marketing in general.
0: Okay, and this is really fascinating to me because what's, what's, what, what you just said had absolutely nothing to do with your photography. Now, I know that they're seeing your photography on the website, and you mentioned earlier that that plays a role in getting a new client. But what you spoke to very specifically kind of reiterates the point you were making earlier, which is that you're speaking the language of the client base that you are potential client base that you're reaching out to and that's what's drawing them in. That's really fascinating because it's very easy as you said, photographers are a dime a dozen these days and it's very easy for people to pick to post pictures from their latest shoot, you know, whether it's an event, a wedding or or a portrait session, whatever the case may be, but what you're you seem to be putting a lot of weight on and focus on is speaking the language of your clients and posting material P- images of, uh, things that, that would resonate with this particular client base. And that is, that's really, really cool. So what does that interaction look like then? Are they, they, do they somehow find you? How do they find you on Instagram? I guess would be the first question, but then do they reach out to you through your website after that and say, Hey, I found you on Instagram. What, what does that look like?
1: Well, actually what I do is, um, well, one, I mean, hashtags, right? Sure. Well, sure. We, the most recent hashtags, the most popular hashtags, you know, things like that. Um, utilizing those. And then that will obviously, you know, help with the algorithm. Um, So for people
0: still kind of learning that the process of using hashtags, can you give us a couple of examples of hashtags that you might use right now?
1: So I use actually a couple some, when I'm posting my actual work, it will be things that are related to that topic. So for example, let's say I just uh, posted a great picture of my bride and her little flower girl. That would be, you know, um, weddings. It would be uh, bride, groom, I do, you know, different things like that. Like what these potential brides are looking up because they newly got engaged. You know what I mean? Yes. And then it's also one of those things that other exposure that you do want. So, for example, you could hashtag the knot. Bride book, different things like that, so that they start to recognize you, and they're like, "Oh, yes, I like that picture. Let me feature her in my feed today," because they always like to repost, Um, and that gives you more exposure. And then when you're connected to them, their their soon-to-be brides or what have you um, are like, "Oh, who's that photographer? I like that picture. Click," you know, and they go to your and and it and it's just a beautiful chain reaction like that.
0: Absolutely. And then when you're posting a picture, like you said earlier of, of you say with a pair of sunglasses that you think would appeal to the potential client, what would you hashtag that with? Would it, would it be the brand name of the sunglasses or how would you do it?
1: Yes. I think that would be a great idea. Um, but I also just hashtag. So with that, that's actually maybe that, that post, what I'm making reference to was just a couple days ago. And literally I was at my kid's baseball practice and okay. I was like, man I had my sunglasses on my face I was sitting in my jeep waiting for her to be done and I was looking around I was like, man that sunset's real pretty or is that my sunglasses and then I took off my sunglasses I was like, oh no, it's that vibrant because of my sunglasses the you know the filter on the yes. lens uh-huh. and I was like, huh I like it better with the sunglasses on so I just took the picture through the sunglasses because to show the the, the uh, contrast and it was just one of those things where it was just I hashtag you know different, you know, a uh, portrait photography or, you know, photography, Nikon D750, you know, whatever it is that I use, just different things like that, because that photo wasn't necessarily relevant to, um, strictly photography or sure. business or anything sure. that was just me being me and just sharing my current view with, with friends, family and clients, you know, or potential clients or the world. Um, what Lacey of photography is seeing right now. So um, and that and and it doesn't. I mean, with me, uh, my Instagram is more of a lifestyle Instagram, the okay. present. So um, why not let your clients know what you're doing right now and how you're hanging out and different things like that? You know, just for fun, just for fun. And if it if it, if anything. Sometimes you just got to lighten up and not everything that you post has to be so strictly targeted towards your clients. But maybe Absolutely. it's just because you thought it was beautiful and you thought it was fun and it gave you a certain amount of satisfaction or peace or happiness and just roll with it. You know, like it doesn't have to be so serious and heavy. All the time.
0: <laughs> I it's laugh. Like not-
1: sound like yeah. the joker, but like, why so
0: serious? Yeah, exactly. Serious. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm laughing, too, because uh, I mean, you're you might as well be preaching directly at me. I, I need to take that to heart for sure. I have a tendency, as I mentioned earlier, of, of being maybe overly formal or overly professional at times. And uh, it's funny because I can, you know, I can produce this video content, for example, that's, you know, highly edited and, and dialed in and prepped specifically for Instagram and Facebook and do all this stuff and there's great content and it's valuable, but then I go and put my ball cap on and speak for a few seconds about some topic that, that uh, is particularly resonant with me personally, and that's the post that gets a lot of response, not the thing that was highly produced and had all this valuable business-related content. So um, I hear what you're saying, and, and I think it's good advice for certainly everyone else, but I will, I will also take it to heart. Now, you mentioned your, your kids' baseball. Uh, you said you had three kids. How old are your kids?
1: Okay. Give, give me a second to think. No, I'm just joking. Uh, 13, <laughs> 13, 11 and eight. So my 13 is a, my 13 year old. She's a girl. My middle child, he's 11. He's a boy. And then my youngest is a girl. She's eight.
0: That's incredible. I, I have two kids myself. Austin's 14 yeah. and, and Addison is 11. So I'm, I, I can relate to that age range there. But Talk to me a little bit about how you make time for your kids. Now, I mean, you just so graciously wrote this, this very generous blog blog post about photographers edit and what that does for you in your life. We will try not to make this too much a photographers edit commercial, but what are the things (laughs) that you do on a day to day basis uh, proactively to create as much time as possible for your kids? Um, And while simultaneously, obviously still running a business. How do you make that happen?
1: Absolutely. So, First things first, I had my family before I had a business. Hmm. And then I look at it that way. And I also these are human beings, which is on some real before I had a business. You know what I mean? You can't sure. always have work come first and then human beings. That's that's honestly not very moral. A human being comes first. It th- th- in my opinion, a human being comes first.
2: Absolutely.
1: So I make sure when I wake up in the mornings, it's not, all oh, right, let me check my emails. Let me check my Instagram. Let me, um, you know, answer these emails. Let me market this. I don't do anything like that. I actually used to. And then I realized that, and which I shared in my blog, partially too, um, it was one of those things where I was always business first because I was so, you know, just so focused. Yes, where I felt at the end of the night when I would go to bed and I'm you know We all go to bed and our brain for some reason we're tired all day And then when, when we go to bed our 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 bodies are like, oh, it's time to sleep. Let's think about everything in
2: life. <laughs> not,
1: Right, you know what I mean? Like seriously, right. but um, I would I would feel like the sense of guilt and sadness inside and um, like I Like I would be like Lacey did you even ask Gracie how that's my youngest Gracie, you know, how her day was today? No, you mm. did not. You gave her her snack, you told her her chores, and you also, you know, whatever. Okay, honey, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, mommy's working, like yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yep. But I didn't ask you how your day was. Maybe there was something really important my child needed to talk to me about. Or even if it wasn't anything that was on a serious topic, like, you know, a kid bullying her at school or something lame like that, maybe it was my kid just needed a hug and that just certain amount of tension. And when I kind of notice, okay, Lacey, it's been X amount of time, you keep on going to bed and you have these thoughts, we need to make a change. So what does that change? Business does not come first. My peace is not going to be disrupted. You know, when I first wake up in the morning where I'm like hit the deck and I'm like go time, you know, work, 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 work. I'm more like, Let's wake up. And things that I do is, you know, Lord knows, brew a serious mean cup of coffee. I need that. <laughs> yes, I need that. absolutely. Like mud, thick coffee. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I help the kids get ready for school. And we talk about, you know, having a good day. I always, every morning, remind my children, be kind, do the right thing. And then, of course, you know, be careful crossing the intersection, there's a little crosswalk here in my neighborhood that they go, they walk to the school and just, just different affirmations that they need to help them feel focused. Um, and then what I do is, well, what else does need to be done around, around the house first? Because you can't necessarily work in chaos because you're, you know, it's not good for you. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for your, your significant other, or if just, even if you don't have one and you're just a single parent that you need that structure. So, all right, let's put up a load of laundry and let's tidy up the kitchen real quick. I allow allow myself an hour of cleaning and then I roll into.
0: And let me actually stop you right there if I can, because you make a really great point, uh, which is that that coexistence of structure and then being an artist, right? You're an artist type, you are a photographer and yet you, emphasize the importance of a bit of structure there to uh, what, what I would uh, categorize as enable you to then be an artist effectively. Uh, would, you, would you say that that's the case? How, how do you, where's that balance? Because a lot of people, they think structure and rules and, and there's no way, I don't wanna deal with that. You know I'm an entrepreneur so that I can have freedom and flexibility and, and I wanna be the artist type. So if I have, if my office is a mess and my home's a wreck but I'm producing this beautiful artwork uh well things are okay. What what do you think the the balance is?
1: I think you have a responsibility at both ends. Hmm. So you need to you need to take care a little on one end. You need to execute the other end. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, so we're
0: back to that balance idea again, huh? <laughs> I I,
1: I really think so. I think balance yeah. in everything is. Important and let's just say because I mean, I'm not gonna keep it real. I'm not like this super perfect Photographer and super perfect Susie homemaker um, well, there's I mean literally there's been some days where I look at the laundry and I was like Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Let me go do something else right now. I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm just gonna go edit some photos or something like that because I just just don't feel like dealing with that right now sure. um, and you know, so it's not like every single day I hit the deck like this perfectly balanced human being I just have found when things start to get out of balance that's where I always find myself redirecting my business or family towards is that balance and I get the best satisfaction and peace inner peace out of the balance that you brought up um which is 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 honestly like balance that's such a great word if you think about it
0: and in the end, it is it is very, I find it also a bit ironic because it's it's subjective, right? It's subjective for everyone. Balance looks, like, it looks differently for everyone. But I, I think it's fascinating to hear that you actually prioritize cleaning things up at the beginning of the day versus kind of pushing that to the end of the day when you're going to be exhausted anyway and probably less motivated to do it. You actually prioritize that before you get into work. And that's that's really interesting, but I I, I hate, I I didn't want to to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure that we emphasize that point. So I'll let you kind of continue with, with the way that you uh, structure your day to to make time for your kids.
1: Oh, well also I think it's really important when your kids become of a certain age, you know what? You're not a maid. Give some, give them some (laughs) support.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) No. And you're not a bad parent because that, because if you don't teach your kids uh, how to work, or to to maintain certain responsibilities. And to me, when I look at it, yeah, we're a family, but I also think we're this little community inside of this 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 little house. You know what yes. I mean? And yes. in, if everybody's not playing a positive key role in your little community, it's going to it's it's not going to be that great. Things are going to slip through the cracks and stuff like that. So, when I started my photography business, now granted this doesn't necessarily apply to parents that have like Young and young you know, like you can't really implement this with a, a six, six month old. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they're of an age, and I'm talking like for me with my children, I started chores when I think they were two and three. Yes. And it's simply because of like clean your room. We put away our toys. Yes, we sang the clean up, clean up Barney song. You know,
2: stuff,
1: <laughs> uh, you know I mean, seriously, you got to make it fun. Oh, yeah. But um Now that they're at this you know older age with my children, and when I started my photography business, I was just like, Why is mommy doing everything? Now, granted, first, let me say, I have an amazing spouse who just jumps in and helps without even you know me even ever having to ask, but he's a you know, he's a marine. That's what they do. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of realized too, because you know, I'm so busy now, and my my husband's, you know such a busy marine. That my children, they they could take on a lot of stuff because the the majority of the stuff that we're doing, you know, as parents are for those children. So they can, you know, help out, start the laundry, clean the kitchen for mommy if she's still working and editing and dad's still, you know, at work or, you know, whatever, Um, simply so that this household can run. Efficiently,
2: absolutely. If
1: you don't have that. Then you have that chaos, and then the negativity sets in, and the arguing sets in. Yeah, and and then everybody loses their positive vibe, and that's and that's not a good look, you know. <laughs>
0: no, and I think that's a great point. And you also mentioned teaching them responsibility, which is which is extremely important. I mean, I, I, I'm referred to the kind of strict upbringing uh, that I came up in, and. One of the the positive takeaways from that was learning that discipline and learning the structure and learning responsibility. And it's certainly something that I have um, or continued to to teach my kids as well. I think that's really, really powerful uh, on multiple levels. now, take take us kind of fast forward a little bit to the evenings. I know a lot of times, Running a business, and and I shot as many as thirty or forty weddings in a year at one point, so I know what it's like yeah. to run a, a a busy photography business. You get to the evening time, and it's and even now, actually, um, helping run photographers edit, you know, five 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 thirty, six o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I know I need to shut down and and start getting dinner ready for the kids, but I need to, I really want to finish this this one last thing. How do you kind of create that cutoff point to make sure that you're giving your kids time in the evenings as well?
1: I just do it. I, I, I just I just like I know there's not like honestly there's not I don't feel that there's some deep freaking <laughs> advice that I can give you I yeah. really don't it is literally where you're just like either you 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 value this more than that and this and, and my perspective with it all with my family and my business is I, I mean and I know this is like super serious thought but if I lost my photography business, would that ruin my life? No, it would yeah. not. But let's say, and I and I say this in the most gentle, compassionate, humblest form, sure. but God forbid if I lost one of my my my, my babies or my husband, yeah. which I do know people personally, you know, that have gone through that. And so they, you know, just being with them through that process, they have taught me. If I lost one of those, does that matter more? Hmm. Yes forever. Does that matter more? Yeah, so you have your time with 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 the people that you love You know only for a certain amount of time, you know what I mean? And so to me money and uh, You know with with business and fame and fortune or you know, whatever um, At the end of the day I the way I look at it and maybe I'm being like super deep here, but at the end of the day, when you go out of this world, is that the stuff that truly matters? No, it's not. It yeah. really isn't. You yeah. know, with 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 all of us humans, I mean, we all we no matter what type of person, no matter you your upbringing, your personality type, your geographical location, what have you, we all have a desire to feel needed, loved and, you know, and want to give forth that, you know what I mean? And, um, I mean, I I don't know, that just to me matters more.
0: It really does. And that, that shines through. And, and yet I also love the, and you did kind of go deep there, which is also wonderful, but then the simplicity of just simply making a choice to, to do it, to prioritize it. Uh, in this case, you know, we're talking about the evening schedule to, to cut off work and, go take care of the kids or spend time with them. Just that simple yeah. choice. It really is that easy in the end. And like I said before, it's easy to overcomplicate things in, in life, especially in the kind of first world existence that, that we're in where we have so many choices, so many options, uh, but just that simple choice to prioritize time with them. That's a beautiful thing and it's, it's a good reminder and it's good advice for everyone, whether it's with kids or partner, um, family, close friends. That's just, that's, it's such a powerful uh, piece of advice I actually want to, we're kind of coming to the the end of our conversation here, uh, but to further emphasize the priority um, for you that is your family, I'd love to read, if I can, this um, kind of short blog post that you wrote to your husband and I'm going to try to do it without getting choked up myself because- uh, Oh, I mean, you're
1: going to make me blush and you yeah. all can't even see me blushing right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I'm i a bit of a romantic myself, but but I think you are, the priority that you put on on your relationships with your family will really shine through in this, but um, I'll just just—I'll go ahead and read it. You read this back in April uh, and the title is To My Best Friend. I met you on this very day, April 1st, back in 2003. 13 years later, I adore you still like it was the first day we met. This blog post is to thank you for being wonderfully you. I want to thank you for seeing a talent in me that I overlooked for 10 years and helped grow that talent into a successful business. I should have listened sooner. I want to thank you for picking me up when I felt heavy and down, being my light when I couldn't see straight because I was so frustrated and lost. When things felt sticky and overwhelming and I wanted to give up, you encouraged me to keep going. I want to thank you for the little love tokens you do because you know, it helps me like bringing me coffee every morning because, you know, I was up late creating, working and barely slept dealing with my grumpy morning attitude is not fun. I know I don't really like myself either in the mornings. And you put a little winky face there. (laughs) I want to thank you for setting the example of leadership in your household and in the Marine Corps. It's a wonderful feeling to be a woman who could say your spouse is the epitome of what a real man is and should be. I want to thank you for loving me when I wasn't really lovable. When we love someone at their darkest, we then teach them how to truly love. Thank you for teaching me how to let my love grow to my best friend. I love you. Uh, And I I think that's just so powerful and really speaks again to the priority that you put on your relationship with your family. And, you know, that's what ultimately this podcast centers around the idea of creating free time for ourselves as, as entrepreneurs. And of course what that enables, I think that the most important thing that that enables is ultimately time with those closest to us, with our family, with our close friends. And I just love to see that priority come through, not just in, in our conversation, but, but even in, in what you put out there for everyone else. And uh, I think that's just a really beautiful thing. So thanks for uh, allowing me to share that. And thanks for sharing with us today both your business and and also your personal life, Um, where can everyone find you online? What's the best way to see your work and what you're doing?
1: Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lacio Photography. And then, of course, that has a link um, in my bio to my website, my um, blog, etc. I think that would be the best way. Um, And you can also find me on Facebook the same way.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.